0: What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, to debrief, and an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson. Uh, what a squad in the room with me today. I'm not even going to address him yet. Coming your way first, Mark Francis. What is
1: up? Don't, don't address the other listen person dude in the room? he
2: laughs right away
1: yeah he's trying you, to get you to you break laughed.
2: up i'm not it's not intentional it's <laughs> it just I, I just think it's so funny really. uh,
1: well I'm, I'm happy to be here thank you for introducing me first absolutely I appreciate it <laughs> i am nice and dry over here as i sit oh. and you and i were cozy seat. we're dry we're early yeah and then oh, here's our other
0: guest uh his name's ben sanford I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of him, but Ben, how you doing, bud?
2: I'm a drowned rat.
0: You are a drowned rat. So, Torrential pouring down, down rain there. right now, end of the world type storm in Winchester. We ben more, got you know, caught more in more it.
1: We Tuesday afternoon, so by the time you listen to this, it could be evening, it could be tomorrow, it could be Wednesday, it could be Thursday. That's true. But yeah, thunderstorms have been hitting us um, in this area pretty regularly, and you just got to see them coming.
2: I uh, counted. I was out there for six seconds uh-huh. from my car to...
1: Running
0: in the
2: church? To, yeah. Soaking wet. Dude. Yeah, like like dripping as soon as I walked in.
1: (laughs) People are Uh, loving this intro. This is great. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) There's no segue into this. Here's what we're going to do, boys.
0: Okay, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Sunday in review, we've been uh, loving the church, really loving our core values, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're at the fourth one of loving the church. So, Mark Francis, I'm going to come your way, and then we'll explain why he's even here. Good, uh, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> Good. You know what I, I have mean? To justify my <laughs> people are going to see the thumbnail of this. They're going to be like,
1: "Time to skip a week." Uh, ben go ahead. Has, ben is a regular on. <laughs> I love it when he's episodes on episodes too. So, yeah, yeah. He I adds it. he adds plenty of value. Yeah. Um, we are in this ongoing sermon series of what really matters and mm-hmm. the core values. Um, fall in line with things that should matter to not just the church, not Mm -hmm. just name, you know, in name only that, yes, we're supposed to, the church is called to love God and truth and family and church and world, but it's meant to be something that we personalize and that we value these things in our own everyday lives. So when it came to this past week, I was looking forward to this week because there's so many um, valuable truths that can come out of what it means to love the church, and it's not not just you know obviously the building and, and we've said that and it's not just the the location and mm-hmm. it's not just the the fact that we're part of a fellowship bible church in name only but it's the people and it's the people that are the body of christ and it's the people that are drawn to uh, to kind of be a representation of god and his glory and so if you don't understand that that foundational truth uh, that god is using his people to Hmm. represent himself then how are we really going to then love those people we have to we have to be called to appreciate the people that make up the body of christ and value the time that you have with each other and value the community that you have with each other and value the corporate gatherings and value all the things that call us a a family and Mm -hmm. and so it was really cool to see ben you'd be a part of the, the sermon time in that sense of you and several other people in the video really unpacking the value of the church.
0: So I'm assuming you were part of the, the planning meeting of that video or what to do or like walk yeah. us through what it was like yeah. to decide and be a part of that conversation.
2: Uh, it's a little fuzzy now, but if, if I remember right, this is probably three, four weeks ago where, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the question is how do we, how do we communicate these values um, in a way that is uh, clear and concise, is multi-generational, hmm. and is... Um, one thing that Mark said today in our meeting as we were kind of recapping it is, you know, taking the church from a, a macro um, understanding of what it is to more of a micro understanding of what it is as well like you've got the whole you know the church service and um the church body within our whole uh <clears throat> fbc community but then you know part of the church is also uh people uh interacting in small groups and people mm-hmm. interacting um just with each other like on doing it. life together right right and right right, right. You
1: say it it's a cliche yeah. but mm-hmm until you actually are doing it on a regular basis, you don't know what it is and you don't know what you're missing when you're doing it. I mean, I think you can understand what you're missing when you're in isolation because we're not meant to be in isolation. I think that's something that maybe you even said in the video. Mm -hmm. And um, God didn't make us people to be, you know, on our own you know there's there's the family unit and there's a spouse unit and there's and there's nothing about being single you know that there's you can be a call for that as well but there's something about a community of believers and and how God has set up this whole system of being around and spurring one another on to love and good deeds is a part of the body of Christ and what we're called to do. For me to watch watch that
0: the video, especially that Ben was in and, and some of our peers, the young adults, there was like yeah. a, an underlying encouragement to it, and it was, I, I felt like it did a good job demonstrating to, to the congregation that leadership development is a value here mm. at FBC, sure, yeah. and and Mark is very intentional with that, and so I went through the mentorship program. A year after that, Ben came and did it, and then that ecclesiology study of the church class is something that Mark has continue to do so I've, I've done it twice with him and they're starting up another round of that with young people in the church and so, so I did
1: it like 50, back, in day, back in the day I'm the old the early here. church acts oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so it's definitely an ongoing thing that, yeah. that is, has been going on here
0: that shows the while.
2: value right yeah. that they've kept it around for and
0: so it, long and, and to to so many walls come down and the light bulb goes on for a lot of young people to, to be in that environment with, with somebody who can come across as just otherwise, oh, he's the guy in the pulpit. I mean, we, we had people attend that ecclesiology class with yeah. us that went yeah. from uh, walking past Mark Carey in the hallway going, huh, you know, hi, Pastor, to like, what's up, Mark? Like, he's a person. And you yeah. get to yeah. do life with him yeah. and, and learn the... the, the how to study the bible with them and then it, it debunks so many myths about the church or so many perceptions and misconceptions rather we have of what the local church is supposed yeah. to be so when that service ended I, I sat in on the 1045 like people were coming up to me encouraged by what they saw just because of my age group i, I happened yeah. to be one of those mid-20s doing that and so that i think just meant a lot yeah meant the, lot the to value
1: me. of leadership development and mm-hmm. just to me my big takeaway from the weekend or from this idea of loving the church is just to continue to have a heart for other people, mm. and I'm my mm-hmm. I am not naturally bent that way. Mm. I, my natural bent is to be in isolation, which mm. I know is not biblical. So for me, having gone through that class years and years ago opened my eyes. As I'm mm. hearing yeah. that it opened, you know, Cole and you, Ben and Ashley and yeah. and those that were on the video. But it just really opens your eyes to say, Wow, like. I am a part of something bigger Mm -hmm. and I am called to like care for other people around me. And and, you (laughs) know, like just it's sometimes it just you need those light bulb moments. But it's another Mm -hmm. reminder this past weekend to say, who are the people that I'm worshiping next to? Mm -hmm. You know, when I come and if I'm only in this in the church building once a week and Mm -hmm. maybe it's only twice a month sometimes, uh, whatever the stats are of how often you're a part of church, how am I contributing to? the lives of others, even in that small time that I have with them. Mm-hmm. And, and how can I, how is my participation, for example, in the corporate worship gathering benefiting the people around me? Mm-hmm. What is the corporate gathering missing if I'm not there? And you might think to yourself, it doesn't matter. Nothing. I'm just going to skip. I'll be fine. But there is a value to your presence in the room, Mm -hmm. singing and praying and being attentive to God's word, all part of the things Mm -hmm. that go into a corporate gathering. There's a value to your presence being there. Even if you think there's 450 other people in the room, what does 451 make? You know, mm-hmm. and it's not just about what you get, but it's your presence and your added contributed c- mm-hmm. contribution to that corporate gathering. That's just one aspect of what it means to value the church.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, uh, I've mentioned this before. Pretty much any time he's able to be on with me, Ben and I have had conversations about our age group all the time, mm-hmm. about the the local church and our presence in it therein, and and what all that can look like. And so to to find people that are like on board with the idea of Multiplicity of leaders, or, or mm-hmm. that are on board mm-hmm. with the idea of a local church, you walk across a twenty year old on this planet. The chance of them being pro institution or pro local church or pro elder rule is just so slim. Yeah, the right. idea. Well, I'm not going com- right. to contribute to a system. I'm I'm, I'm a free spirited blah blah blah. Whatever they yeah. want to say, right? And so, and many man, of them
2: have been burned by burned
0: by churches. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Yeah, right. And so yeah. to to have what it seems to be an institution, this corporate assembly, come together, though, and just raise the value of, of biblical truth of, of the, what the church is supposed to be and learning. I, I have young people more and more weekly now, like, uh, affirming and vocalizing that they're seeing things they never thought the church could be just mm-hmm. from FBC or from the way Mark has, has said things, and it, it, it debunks a lot of that, which is so encouraging, because I've known that f- for a long time, and I've been on staff here for a while, but to, there's something about it. When that clicks with a peer of yours,
1: you're like, sweet. And hearing, yeah, it might have been Cole really lay out the the value of elders in an elder led church yeah. and the development of leaders. That Man. Uh, it really debunks the myth of home church, right? And I don't know, I'll, I'll speak to you, young people. You know, there's a generational thing that sometimes it's like, well, COVID has hit. We're going to meet in homes. I'll do it gonna at have, home. Yeah. We're going to have basically a, a church. Mm-hmm. He quotes here, a church of. Ten of us, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll meet regularly and it's going to be a really sweet time. But where to hear that video come out loud and clear that there's something more, there's something missing. And to have, mm-hmm. um, I think it was Cole that said that, yeah. to really emphasize there is a value to being a part of a local body where you do have that kind of accountability, you do have that mm-hmm. leadership development, um, mm-hmm. is, is cool. And I'll, I'll tag on one other story. I mean, I've known Ben Moorhead now for several years. Yeah. So, and and he and sarah I, I met him because of sarah when they got married but mm. um having them on stage added to that and i'm sure he yeah, wouldn't mind sharing but he was a part of one of those home church models mm-hmm. before they started attending fellowship bible church as mm. a couple and hearing his thought process go through yeah, of, like, yeah. i remember sitting down with him probably five years ago or so and like just a hangout weekend and um he was explaining all the things that were going on in his home church I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's good. But then I, I posed a few questions. I'm like, you know, what do you guys think about, mm-hmm. you know, elders? What do you guys think about corporate singing? Do you guys do that together? No, we, sometimes we have music, sometimes we don't. And just a few of the little conversations and mm-hmm. then seeing him now in this growth process of saying, yeah, I'm a part of a local body. I'm plugged into community groups. I'm plugged mm-hmm. into a discipleship group of guys that are meeting together every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> I love how Mark Carey is like, how do you guys do it all? Yeah, right. I mean, how do you fit it all in? And I think it's because they recognize the The value value. Mm -hmm. of community Mm -hmm. and what they can bring and then what they can receive.
0: And obviously, a, a, a regular Sunday here, we're going through a book of the Bible, Mark's preaching is good and great, but I, I do love the way we've been doing these core values the way we have, and that there there's a video, and then a personal testimony, mm. there, I mean, Ben and Sarah are pointing to and referring to people in the congregation sitting right there, it genuinely felt like we're all kind of in this thing, and it's not just like, okay, now's the 40, you know, 42 minute teaching time, and then we worship at the end, yeah. but it was like... You could look around, people were looking around the room at times, and there were so many different elements of just storytelling in mm-hmm. there too. And Cole, Cole is one of my dearest friends, but I loved objectifying what was happening and saying, man, there in front of FBC right now is this 22-year-old kid saying elders are important. Like, <laughs> I yeah. wonder how many churches would love for somebody his age with his heart to say something like that. It's so incredibly cool. And Mark
1: wrapped up the video basically saying that, if all churches had potential yeah. this generation leaders with your all's perspectives, and it's thanks to Mark and that vision of going through that class with everybody. And I think yeah. I heard a couple of couple of people that were saying, I learned so much and I grew mm. from this yeah. class that they attended. Yeah. And um, yeah, it wouldn't be great for everybody to attend that. Right,
2: well, but, I, I'm, I mean, that's certainly part of it right for a lot of us like understanding the theology behind the church and and the biblical um, value that the Lord has placed on the church but one of the things that I really love about Cole um, if you ask him I remember a um, <clears throat> a meeting that I was in with him where he talked about the process that it took for him to really start to value the church on a personal level. Mm. And his his, um, his story came largely from just involvement within the church, rubbing shoulders with mm. other believers and seeing um, firsthand, I think, the practical value of ministry within a local body so certainly the theology, <clears throat> but I would hate uh I would hate to communicate from that video that without this class, yeah right, you know what i mean yeah and and man i I was encouraged by like so we obviously we know all these people pretty well yeah. I, I know all those people fairly well, yeah, and um. It was cool for me as I was thinking about it to see, you know, Jeremy and Abby Lineberg mm-hmm. and Emma Kohler, mm-hmm. who were super involved mm-hmm. in youth, mm-hmm. right? Our generation, um, I feel like a lot of them came up in youth groups where the value of the church was not really part of a youth group. It mm-hmm. was more, this is, this is just fun, sure. you know? Yeah. This is just a fun hangout yeah. time. Where certainly there is that within... Mm-hmm within the FBC youth group. But there's also like, because it's led by um, a whole mix of people, uh, a lot of them our age, I'm thinking specifically Jeremy and Abby and Mm -hmm. and Emma, your uh, students who are going through that youth group get to see firsthand people from our generation genuinely valuing the local body and if more is caught than taught, you know, the theology will come, the, sure. the teaching will come, but they already have a foundation of, hey, here's somebody who's not that far removed from where I'm at in life, who really values this. That might be something to look into mm-hmm. and and think through, you know, and you're hoping that that's, that that's the case. And
0: the, the youth group here is an environment for them to start to practice being the local church with their peers, sure. so so, yeah. so one, one thing to, to think through and I'd like to say is if, if there's anybody that attends church on a Sunday morning and occasionally your kid goes downstairs for Sunday school or they just sit in with you but they're not a part of the, the regular youth group and all the offerings here, there is a journey mm. that always happens that kinda comes to a critical mass in college And if they can have an opportunity in a a volunteer, local church-led ministry that starts to raise the value of personal independent faith so that when they graduate, they can graduate with confidence, you can see them graduate in peace, and they can hopefully embrace adulthood Um, hopefully without a lot of trial and error, uh, for lack of a better phrase, like they're they're coming knowing they weren't just the future church. It wasn't pizza and games for these kids to to spiritually babysit them until they're older. They are the present church. So how can they get involved? How can they serve? How can they lead? And when I, every year, talk to my seniors and do college recommendations and talk about what school they want to go to or what they want to do, where where does God fit into all those conversations, uh, especially for a senior that has SAT prep now and, and all this different stuff? Where does God fit into that, so that He's a bigger deal to them? down the road when life gets bigger too. And, and I've seen that. I'm one of those people that that graduated from here and learned a lot and was like, holy smokes, like there's something special happening when there's a local church supporting me in this.
1: And there's this partnership that we talk about in, yeah. in children's ministry all the time that goes on, that it's not just the church to help raise kids and not mm-hmm. just the parents. There's this partnership, there's this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a village cliche concepts to, to help with this growth process of children and youth into adulthood and so parents and you can see the value of partnering with the teachers and you can mm-hmm. see the value of interacting more and you can and teachers you can see the value of interacting with not just the kids in the ministry but the parents and so mm-hmm. there we didn't we haven't talked about community groups yet but yeah. you know I can refer back to the conversations I had in the fellowship family podcast last year with families that shared the value of being a part of a community group and how mm-hmm. their children were raised together within the context of their community group in their homes, it's cool. They saw kids being, you know, raised from from birth to graduation, essentially. You know, it
0: looked it, like a lot of people went went to the community group board. Like, have lot. we heard any of that? I know your dad was kind of standing out there and yeah, and I don't engaging. have the
1: numbers yet. Okay. But I, I mean, I know initially there were 19 groups that had openings yeah. out of cool. 44, 45. Um, so we're talking, you know, maybe an opening is like three or four slots per group. Sure. So I, I know that there are a lot of people that flock there. Yeah. And um, we're going to continue to have this sign up for community group campaign during the whole month of September. Mm. Uh, it doesn't end just, just one week because we had this loving the church core value focus. Mm-hmm. Um, community groups are starting up in the fall, generally speaking. And so use the whole month of September. If you didn't sign up last week, that's fine. You don't need to be in a location. You can just Mm. get online, go to the fbcva.org slash groups, and look at the options. find out what day of the week they have, find out what they might be studying, or if there's children's ministry involved. There's all kinds of ways that you can kind of whittle it down and say which one is best for you. Mm. And if you don't see something that's best for you, contact the church just go direct go directly to the front office and say hey I want to get plugged in and we'll find a way mm. um, yeah Carmen Dowdy's the one to that really helps administrate all that.
0: Well, and it's it's just it's so much easier to be motivated to do something like that when Mark can also, and this is just a testament to Mark Carey. Who there's no real sermon this past weekend, but he still fitted a ton of stuff in like eight <laughs> minutes. Yeah, he's just like, oh, by the way, we're doing a video and a testimony and a this, that, and the other. But by the way, uh, the glory of the church is it's the household of God, the Father, the body of Jesus Christ, and the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's like, bam, you mm-hmm. know, those three things, and then understanding that it does raise the stakes a little bit. It, it does make you think seriously about your body and there is no escaping the church or the Holy Spirit as a believer. Mm-hmm. And so you you run that journey, you walk that road, you are far away, but not totally disconnected. And we yeah. all probably know what it feels like to be removed, but not disconnected. There's, there's a, almost a spiritual rock in your shoe. Something's not quite right here. Yeah. And being a part of the local body, being reminded of that, and then either getting into a community group or being thankful that you're in one and then encouraging them uh is it, it, that's kind of what spoke to me this weekend and, and
1: we're, we are speaking biblically based here i mean yeah. we're not just this conversation we didn't just winging are having yeah just wing it. i mean i'm looking at scripture right now in ephesians 4 i'll just read it because it's pretty relevant uh you know but we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head even christ from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part that's us you know we're all those parts causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love hmm. so we are all these parts and pieces being fit together through through christ for the building up of the body all in love
0: and, the, and yeah the middle of that chapter ephesians 4 until we all attain the unity of faith right and so now we're thinking okay well there's a little bit there's some context now to this walk of sanctification mm-hmm. we're not just a bunch of bumbling around christians in a in a you know, Christian Country Club. There, there's an objective here, and we're
2: right. to right. be a part of that. First Corinthians 12. To oh no, he that. didn't. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah. To add to that, yeah. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it's not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it's not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? And if the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. If they, all, if they were all one member, where would the body be? I love that just because mm-hmm. of the encouragement that like yeah this is all we're we're not we're all three on staff at fbc but we don't have um we don't have a stake in it uh from from an institutional standpoint right we have a stake in it because we're all part of one body mm-hmm. and we as you know you as the left pinky toe (laughs) need, need, you know, we need each other as part of the body. So I, like I look at some of my friends who are kind of walking away from the church. We've Mm. talked about this often, right? I'll take, I'll take Jesus, but without the Mm. institution of the church. And I think the bummer is that not only are they missing out on the community, right? Being part of Uh, the body, like what 1 Corinthians 12 is talking about, but we, the body, are missing those people as well, what they have to offer for us.
0: So many young people want somebody else to be the change they want to see. And they're not interested in, in committing committing or contributing to it and just being a part of it and understanding that God has—that's God's design. That's how he's decided to operate. A good companion piece to First Corinthians 12, Romans 12, starting in verse 3, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. So there's a subliminal element of selfishness along the lines of, instead, rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. So I can attend a weekly gathering of the local church, the ecclesia, and say, okay, God has distributed not just faith to these people, but also gifts, which is what the chapter continues into. And Mm so God has ordained people to be in people's lives and to neglect that is to in a way neglect God, and and mm-hmm. I think we can young people especially, as he said, we cling to Jesus is all I need, and it's okay. Well, need for what? And there, are, there's a truth to that statement. Jesus is all I need, but it's a lie that 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 th- there's so much more that God has for you though too. Uh, we don't want it to have a bare minimum spirituality. Right. A bare oh, I'm going to heaven. Uh, how, how are you going to heaven? Uh, what's that journey like? How can we walk alongside you in that? Mm-hmm. And how can we represent? that that's our citizenship now and yeah. it's a wonder people already struggle with identity so much because oh we're we're, yeah. we're not wanting to cling to anything yet we're desperately craving yeah. something else to cling to us it's just it's exactly. so backwards and mark
1: started with that and he's like people have their own identities you know it's like yeah. I'm, a, I'm from virginia or i'm a what school i went to husker and you saying and yeah. you know i'm a, i'm a guy i'm a girl whatever your political identity kind of stuff sure. political yeah. status mm-hmm. i'm i'm a member of the body of christ you yeah. know, and yeah. do we have that perspective? And then do we know what that means? And do we value the others who are part of it? Uh, it's just kind of cool sitting back, watching you guys I remember, chat about these scriptures. And you know, <laughs> we can just pull these things and just, this is unplanned guys. I mean, we're just winging it and talking. I, and I remember great. Uh,
0: growing up, my dad would always be talking about somebody else and he'd say, they're a brother. Yeah. And I was young enough to be like, how many uncles <laughs> do I have? <laughs> like, What are you talking about? Oh, they're a brother, they're a sister. Like what, yeah. brother? But it, it's true, yeah. you know. When, when we realize, yeah. man, they know the Lord. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. It's so easy to connect with somebody when you realize there's something unique in common with them. Total strangers, if they're wearing the yeah. same sports jacket as you in line at the grocery store, right. boom. Especially for men, it's like, yeah, we're best yeah. pals. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. How much more okay. then yeah. is
0: having the Holy Spirit in common? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, regardless to your point earlier of of our willingness to engage in each other's lives mm-hmm. or a, a proneness to being introverted or whatever, the Holy Spirit's not an introvert. Mm-hmm. And so there's this spiritual tension that if we can learn to let the Lord live through us, man, you you release that burden and then you're just along for the ride. Yeah. And there's a peace in that.
1: Are you saying that you're more spiritual because you're an extrovert and us introverts dude, don't have the dude,
0: same level? I, I am an introverted
1: extrovert though.
0: <laughs> I, I get if I'm done, my tendency is I'm done. I'll be under my rock somewhere I see and that. you know, you wanna get back out and yeah, you don't want to put God in a box and say, Please work through these hours but not these hours uh, and,
1: yeah. and that's oh, something here's my story for that is yeah. Sunday afternoons are kind of like my wind down like there you go. for some yeah. people's Sundays yeah. are like let me go you know go have fun and do whatever but Sunday after church is like mm. my wind down this past Sunday we had a worship ministry cookout at a four o'clock time. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm just like, this just, it's just like, I mean, I can't shut it down yet, you yeah, know? Yeah, and, yeah. and so it was just neat to then go huh. and have a community-based kind of thing where I was able to connect with at least 15, 20 people that I hadn't hmm. talked talk with in a while. And That's they cool. did this, Roselock did this fun little kind of community building icebreaker for people who were on staff and put us up front and we had to answer questions and the people who knew us best would try to answer them <laughs> like us. <laughs> The people who were trying to guess for me, I'm so sorry, because we lost. Nobody had a clue on what I would guess. <laughs> <laughs> so that afterwards, funny. I sat down with somebody, and, and he was like, so what's your takeaway from that game by being the loser of that game? He's like, oh, we need to open up more. I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, thank you very much. for um so yes, He was he part in, of the counseling ministry. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Just right to me to say, yes, this community building is meant for you, uh, Mark. So That's good. There you go.
0: Awesome. Well, fellas, it's a blessing and honor to be a part of the church with you. Mark, what can we point people towards uh, before we get out of here and I mean, as I, we look already, towards loving the world next Yeah,
1: week? I mean, I already touched on the community groups. Yeah. So just, I'll just repeat that again. Go online. If you want to talk to somebody in person after church, people will be there by the community group wall upstairs, even downstairs for Fellowship 3. There's, there's some of us down that, are, that can answer questions for you. Hmm. But just go online. If you're not a part of a group, be a part of one. If you are a part of a group and you're like, fat and happy and sitting there just doing nothing just soaking it all in maybe god's calling you to be a leader so Mm. that's something that wasn't really said as well but there's a need for that if we're making this push to be a part of community we need more groups so Mm. that's going to be a key thing to look out for ministries are kicking off i know youth you've got stuff going on so you can plug that um, yeah, if, yeah. Or, there's probably not even signups are coming and gone, right? Yeah,
0: signups and are coming and gone. We're excited for our Willow Weekend Retreat away in September, and then we have our uh, first small groups happening next week, uh, the beginning of September, and then we'll launch ministry teams for students to sign up to serve as part of kind of the local church, and especially in the youth group on Wednesday nights. And cool. then, yeah, there's a bunch of exciting stuff coming up in the fall, barn party, all that good stuff. Yeah, so
1: the, the last week of this sermon series is this coming week, where we do focus on the final core value of loving the world. Then we launch into uh, uh, an entire sermon series in the Book of Acts. Mm -hmm. There's no end in in sight. Just however long (laughs) it takes, it takes. You know, Um, but it'll kick off with Tim Sanford, who's going to do a quick little um, study on character study on Mm -hmm. Luke, the the writer Mm -hmm. of the Book of Acts, and then Mark will jump in um, into it. So get ready. If you haven't read Acts yet, go do it. Wrap up.
0: Gentlemen, thank you for being here. It's always a blessing and a pleasure to get you Ben, Mark, your hey. man. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place on your favorite podcast platform, Sermon Spotlight, we pop right up. Other than that, you can find anything you could possibly need at fbcva.org. The fact of the matter, everybody's that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. And God bless.